Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman, and Mr. Newbie. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. We began the week, or rather ended the last week, depending on whether you believe in Sundays or not, with Pat (laughs) and Peggy discussing the implosion at the Aldridge's. Peggy then spontaneously combusted, Jenny Darling appeared, then Pat vanished and Jenny Darling appeared on Peggy's doorstep. I couldn't keep up. I didn't know where we were or who was where. I decided in the end that Pat had commandeered Peggy's sitting room and was just ushering people in one at a time. You'll go, Jenny Darling. You stay there, Peggy. We then moved to a very appalling sound effect which made me think we were in the Grundy Portaloo. But as it turned out, it was Eddie pouring out some of the hell brew that he cheerfully describes as cider. (laughs) I had to clean out my water butt this week and I realised that the stuff that trickles out from the bottom in among the bits of twig and rotting leaves is exactly how I imagine Grundy cider. It is so full of life it is very nearly sentient. Anyway, poor old senile Oliver sat there in the middle of it all trying to choke the stuff down while feeling increasingly uneasy at Eddie's weird bid for domination of the flour and produce show in memory of his father, because that is how you want to celebrate the life of a revered relative, by lying and cheating. Eddie claimed he could remember Joe saying that they'd always been one of life's parsnips or something. There was also some confusion over the pronunciation of the words hanging basket. It was either hanging basket, hanging basket, or hanging basket. Poor old Oliver is now sounding completely bewildered. Any minute now he's going to turn up on you and yours as one of those poor old sods who's been conned into buying a timeshare for 40 grand and then discovering they can only use it between half past two and half past three on the last Wednesday in February. What if he'd be interested in the Costa Rican race course? Kenton said that he was feeling that all this is pointless. Couldn't agree with you more, Kenton. Or maybe I should call you Kenny, as you seem to enjoy buggering around with everyone else's names. Ollie... Since when has Oliver Sterling been Ollie? I quite like the idea of him and Roy actually as Stan and Ollie behind the reception desk at Gay Grables, with Roy scratching his head and beginning to cry. Why doesn't Kenton do that name thing to women? He doesn't call Jolene Jojo or Shula Shushu or actually maybe just Shush. That would be more useful. Jenny Darling read her impact letter to Alish. Then Chris showed her his picture. Then they both felt drained and went to the pub. Well, they didn't say they did, but I bet they did. I'm not sure I want to go home, said Alice. Well, I have to look after that small one again. Over at the tea rooms, there was an uproar as Dennis James, the one in the blazer, had organised a 75th birthday party. Emma seemed to have taken an instant and violent dislike to him and kept threatening to go and sort him out. She became very threatening, so Fallon called the police, but thankfully only harassment turned up. Fallon put him to work and told him to find the butter. 
Emma had put it in a pot called butter, then spelled it out for him and everything, so Harrisman went off to find a big pot of butt to spread. Adam's new boss, Christian Hooty Fruity, we have found out, is a celebrity barber. How he is now a farmer also was never really explained. Or maybe it was. I was distracted by the fact that they revealed that Xander, age two, can answer the phone. He's just like his daddy. Who's that? Hello, other daddy. What do you want? Angry daddy is sleeping and I'm doing stickle bricks. So I haven't got time. Adam was getting stressed because of Christian Hooty Fruity and is still pretending that his 20-mile work commute is the equivalent of walking the Hindu Kush with a Ford Escort on his head. Just to remind you, Adam, those of us what lives in London routinely travel for an hour on the train to meet someone for a drink. People live in the Lake District and work in Manchester. Ian suggested they move to the other side of Felpersham. Are you sure, Ian? That'll mean you having to walk the Hindu Kush with a Ford Escort on your head every morning. And the other side of Felpersham. I mean, you'd have to get to grips with the language for a start. You don't want to be like those bloody people who move out there and then can only see other Ambridge people and moan about the fact that they can't get a good flapjack. You have to make the effort, Ian. The end. Yes, it was a bit confusing, wasn't it? It was like... When it went well, when I was just listening to you, then I did that nervous laughter again, which is like, oh, I don't, I definitely didn't listen. I definitely <laughs> didn't hear that happening. Because like quite this week, I've been in all in a jumble, so I've been listening uh, like every so often, but only to like five minutes at a time, right? And probably so I've probably listened to like five minutes of every Everything. episode, but in the same day, and then don't really understand what happened to be honest. My I didn't know God. that. Does Christian that mean I'm going to have to fill, fill, you, yeah. fill you in? You because, to, yes. <laughs> You've oh. already filled me in. I didn't know Christian Farty Pants was a barber. I'm sure he said that, unless that was a dream. No, I'm no, sure he said that. Maybe I just missed that. that no, was he definitely one of... did, because Ian kept calling him Sweeney Todd. Oh, that's why Ian was calling him Sweeney Todd. <laughs> why oh, did you think Ian was I, calling I, him Sweeney Todd? I didn't even, didn't even question it. Because <laughs> he's a fan of Imelda Staunton or something or what? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought maybe he had a razor blade on him. Oh, no, I always a, was a... I, did, I, just, I basically just didn't even question it. Because, you know, so, so often stuff happens and you're like, mm, I don't know, but whatever. I'll just listen to the next what? episode. <laughs> See if that bit's gone away now. <laughs> Oh, so so he's basically Tony and Guy. Yes. Guy and, yeah. Well, Tony or Guy. He's probably not both of them. <laughs> but has bought a hobby farm then. I, like Jeremy- I imagine so, yes. And he keeps, he sounds a bit like sort of Jeremy Clarkson and that stupid farm yeah. where he just keeps buying massive tractors and things. Yeah. Okay. So, bearing in mind that Adam is now saying he's an even worse boss than Brian was. Why doesn't he just leave? Because he's only just started. I mean, he's but only been there a clearly go- no, Well, I what- suppose I suppose he's still in his probationary, what's it? But then yes. what's he going to do? But nothing about this job... But what they, what they didn't say was, you're getting a load more money for it. Because if he was getting a lot more money, then it would be worth it, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But if he's just never going to... Well, maybe he just never wants to see his child anyway. But, mm. I mean, that <laughs> way he came back and just fell asleep on the sofa... <laughs> I was like, in my dreams, that would yeah. happen. I, I can never fall asleep when there's children flitting around, yes. being noisy. They stand on <laughs> you for a start. They come and poke you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Zander must have, maybe he was baking or, no, he was doing, oh yeah, he was um, sharpening knives, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's doing a bit of sushi. He'd, um, I think he'd upended the milk on the floor. And was trying to get something out, and Ian just kept going, Knives, Adam! Knives! 
I, I leave him for five minutes, Adam. <laughs> and he's got the knives out. <laughs> What's going on here, Adam? And Adam's like, oh, he's like, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I just promised we won't happen again. He wouldn't. Like, anyway, so he would put CBeebies on. And exactly. because any chance of more screen time, and they're all over that like a rash, aren't they? That's he's not going to go ta- and think I'm going to go tired. and make breakfast. He'd eat, yeah, so he'd eat need... biscuits and he'd, and he'd, well, anything he could, like crisps. Something could, he's not, we... something in the in the treat cupboard that he's not normally allowed. And he'd watch CBeebies. But also, he didn't he come back at night time? Adam came back at night time, didn't he? Bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. So just put him to bed really quickly and then you can have, then you can have yeah. your downtime. Just yeah. literally, or just put him in front of night garden. Yes. And then put him in bed. Done. Yeah. You don't. You, what, what was he doing playing at that time of night? <laughs> Who lets their child play ever during the day? Just telly, isn't it? Telly or nursery. I thought that bed, was the rules. Telly, that's it. Telly bed, <laughs> telly bed, telly bed. Telly bed, snack. No, yeah. Telly, snack. <laughs> snack, telly bed. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's in the Gina Ford book. <laughs> Have a baby, give them snacks, get them to love the telly and sleep. Yay. Let's listen to Uncle Derek Jacoby. <laughs> Say goodnight to Uncle Derek. And now bed. Yeah, so that was quite weird. Not as weird as the start. Was that just, was that just me? But seriously, with, with all the comings and goings of Peggy and Pat and... Yes, that was discombobulated. Because I thought I was... were all three of them together. Then one of them disappeared and another one ap- appeared. Well, again, I feel like I'd lost the context. I'm pretty sure I did hear that whole episode, but I couldn't work out where Pat and Peggy were or no. why they were together. I mean, I assumed, so I just assumed. And then Peggy said, I was so glad to open the front door and see you standing there. And I thought, whose front door? Her front door or your front door? What's and then, going on? That's the minute that Pat hadn't left. And then the next minute, you know, yeah. there's a new conversation. Exactly. I think Pat had just like hidden behind the sofa <laughs> there was so much that happened that we didn't hear but it always confuses me because I'm like I well I just didn't I can't have heard that in the episode or that must have happened on Sunday I suppose it's quite comforting when you realize no it really was that <laughs> that crap <laughs> but I don't question it the only reason I question it is because then we do this podcast and we have to question it yeah I was perfectly happy yeah I didn't didn't bother me or make me no, but you're right though when you just go huh Okay, and then, yeah, then it yeah. sort of sorts yeah. itself out. It's yeah. like when you miss a bit in a lesson, and you, you know, if you're lucky, you just or a meeting you, or something. You fill in if you the just gaps. Keep quiet. Someone yeah. at some point will tell you what's actually going on, and that's well. Fine. Like today, I had a pleasant surprise because I really, I'm really enjoying Mrs. Maisel on Prime Video, and I realised that I was. I was like, wow, this is so much has happened that they just assume that you sort of get from. And then I realized I was watching the episode from the next season. Ah. So a whole season had happened (laughs) since episode two of season two. But I was like, yeah, oh, well, okay. So she's got, yeah, really successful now. And yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. I was like, it's so good that they don't patronize you by doing it sort of, you know, day to day, week to week. Boring, you know. continuity filling letting you know what's happening all that you know detail it's, detail it's a brave decision to make just let the viewer assume what happened in the last five years there was a fabulous thing i read the other day about a poor bloke who was listening <laughs> to an audiobook and within the space of 10 minutes had convinced himself he was completely going senile 
and that he needed to see someone. He was listening to a Sherlock Holmes and then he realised he got it on shuffle. Yes, I know. We've all been there. We've all been there and it takes you ages before you click. And you're like, huh? I better just go back and listen to that bit again because it's not really making sense. Yeah. Why are they in Manila now? (laughs) And it takes such a long time for your brain to catch up, doesn't it? Maybe that's what happens with the archers. They put it, sometimes it's on shuffle. That's the only explanation. I was like, when when I was sort of related, but when I was in Boots today, looking for a potty, actually, Ah, for Rex. Had you been caught short? Yes, I had. I had a mask on and the lady I asked for help had a mask on and I said potty and she said oh this way because you can't hear each other with a mask on and then she took me around the corner and then she just showed me some shelves and they were like it was like high energy meals like you know oats and powders and I I stood there looking at them for like five (laughs) minutes in my head was going is there a potty (laughs) and then she went okay and I went yeah okay thanks and then i realized at the top it said protein oh she took me to the protein section and i was in the potty section but obviously i didn't say this is wrong (laughs) i just went thanks did you did you then out of embarrassment find yourself buying some revolting i've had some i'm really muscular (laughs) oh the things we do out of embarrassment that we don't. Or when admit. people are wearing masks and you mm. genuinely can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. Not that I'm saying you shouldn't wear a mask. Oh, seriously, we should wear masks. Oh. I've just, yeah. Well, apparently half of us are going into lockdown in the October half term and the other half are going to <laughs> France. So who knows what's going to happen? No, that's the The whole I'm... world is on sodding shuffle. That's <laughs> the problem. Oh, anyway, sorry, back to Tharchers. They did yes. mention the pandemic again, didn't they, with Kenton in the pub? Yes, him sitting on a pile of cardboard boxes. Except and I seem to remember it stayed open. Qu- yes, yes, because people kept popping in. Thinking, Why? <laughs> um, he said he was sat outside on a pile of cardboard boxes. And he said, and Jolene said, and I, I came out there and found him sitting there. And blah, blah, blah. And I thought, that's not realistic. She'd have gone out there, found him sitting there. And rather than going, what's the matter, love? She'd have gone, what the hell are you doing sitting there? I am up to my eyes in here. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I wish I had time to sit on a pile of boxes. Get up. Come on. Have you done that yet? What about them hanging baskets? Hanging baskets. Baskets. Hanging baskets. Baskets. Hanging basket. (laughs) Hanging basket. (laughs) Yes, there was a lot of, there was a lot of that. I like those sort of words though. Where you know, like, like my husband says, kitchen roll. Oh no, kitchen roll. Yes, I know. Kitchen roll. I know. He says kitchen roll. (laughs) I think you need. I think you need a divorce, Harriet. I know. Weird. I know. I've lived possibly psychotic. I apparently say WhatsApp wrong, according to my children. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> Why do you say it like WhatsApp? WhatsApp? No, I say WhatsApp. WhatsApp. I don't can't remember. Anyway, whichever way I say it is wrong. Of course it's but, wrong. But you know, when you've got teenage children, everything you say is completely <laughs> hilarious and also wrong. So I'm used to it now. Um, <sighs> Lucy Free Man. <laughs> Lucy Free of the Men. Uh, I did you like the um, uh, Eddie Ollie? No, I don't understand. I don't. I knew, I knew you wouldn't like it. Oh, you did, didn't you? I did like it. Mm. I do. But, I like it. But 
it is sort of nasty. It's just weird. Eddie mm, doesn't yeah. kind of cheat when he does, but, doesn't he? Because you know, I was complaining the other day about how I Eddie, that sort of Joy Horville, Eddie in the limousine. Yeah. I d- hated all of that limousine stuff. It yeah. just didn't really work, I don't think. But this sort of storyline for Eddie is like perfection, I think, for Eddie. When he's going around plotting and setting yeah, everybody and he's involving ex- everybody setting everybody uh, against each like, other and exactly and when he was in the pub and did his i thought it was hilarious his, his like funny speech about yeah. his father never being a pastor ending or it with yeah. ending it with his cheek was moist yeah. you know i was just like an hysterics <laughs> i was like this is great and i think eddie and ollie being hapless sidekick yeah it is genius like when oliver was <laughs> trying to talk jolene and kenton out of the yeah thingy, it was so funny it was I, I, i'm beginning to think though that oliver is now sounding so doddery <laughs> i'm sort of feeling like it's elder abuse really and that- i think it's great Eddie, any minute now, Eddie's going to persuade him to sign over his life savings on the, yes. you know. It's, yeah, it's not, I don't like that. But so this much, is so. what I like. I like sort of conniving yes, conniving and plotting and all that. Yeah. And then he'll get, he'll get his comeuppance, won't he? Because exactly. everyone will realise what he's doing and then, you know. Or and, but then for some uh, miraculous reason, they'll still get their name on that flour and produce cup or whatever yeah it is. or maybe it would be called the joe grundy cup rather than the frida fry cup yeah <laughs> or oh, something that's very nice for poor frida no it is it'll be it? the eddie sorry the joe frida. grundy goblet yes mm. goblet of joe oh my god imagine that <laughs> <laughs> um yes it was it it uh there was quite a lot of odd yeah. small odd storylines like dennis james and his 75th birthday party Oh, and Jenny yeah. Darling coming in to help. Yes, you see, that's another thing. And I was like, oh, God, I bet I've missed the, the nope, sort of setup. That was, we were all that going, was just a one-off. I'm sorry, who now? When, yes. <laughs> when that happened. Yes, yeah. yes. That, that's when your brain's just sort of ticking over, going, yeah. just accept this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Harrison was there being silly old Harry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find the butter. You can't find the butter. Can't find the butter. I can't, I can't remember how And then Emma went, B, U. And I thought, is she honestly going to spell out the word butter to him? But then... And then, yeah. and then it was all, ha, ha, ha. It is hilarious that yes, she cannot yes. spread butter on bread. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, God. But I liked it when Jenny came in to help. And then, and I, I liked um, Fallon and Emma being sort of, you know, like, yes, Jennifer. I thought yeah. that was sweet. And the, and then Fallon doing that kindly thing. Yes, they're really this, making Fallon like you know Mother Teresa Saint of Fallon. Calcutta at the moment, yeah. isn't, aren't they? It's, it's everything. Fallon acts in a very naturally Christian way. She doesn't have to think about it. Yeah, she can be a right bitch. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget that. <laughs> Total bitch. We did but, see that. Um, but Shula doesn't yeah. have that instinct she has to struggle against herself to yes. do everything whereas fallon just sort of does it without thinking so let's talk about the drunken elephant in the room oh yeah oh god that one. Oh god <laughs> i just wish it would go away i know it's getting quite, i don't want her to come back either it's getting quite boring now it's boring i i agree actually. i think martha's actually better off without her i know <laughs> and I, look, what i want because what i want is when i hear that scene with you know her coming back and mother i want my heart to break mm. and you know and it doesn't it just goes mm, 
yeah okay okay <laughs> like it just it doesn't move me at all mm. whereas actually like the the fact that a mother is being reunited with her child mm. should feel more heartfelt I so how has that happened then that you're not i think it i, mean, I think it's just we're bored of alice aren't we but it's like... Uh, is it that we it? want a tidy resolution? We want her to come back and I say... Want, well, I want... Hello, always... darling. It's lovely to see no. you. Goodness, Martha, haven't you grown? No. I'll put the tea on, Chris. Is that what, what I've all? I think what I've always struggled with with this storyline, and they're probably playing it so truthfully to how a real alcoholic is. or and, you know, but, but what I've always noticed is there's never been enough emphasis on the fact that Martha you know Alice has lost a child and yes the child has lost its mother like yeah. even when all those letters were written nobody was like I can't bear to see you know I can't yeah. bear to think of you lying and thinking about your baby and yeah. you know missing her physically and I, I don't know but and maybe I'm just sort of like I don't know putting my own emotions on the, the storyline but that 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 for me has been like the mm. hardest thing it was like this baby hasn't you know what in 10 years how can alice not regret like not yeah. having those that time with her baby and that all that stuff about the memory box should have been heartbreaking yeah but it was just a bit what it, it's maybe just a bit too i don't know everything is on one note isn't it really mm -hmm. it's like yes. oh chris yeah oh 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 alice oh, oh and it's just like yeah oh, i just don't believe any of it so and that. i don't think it helps that alice is a, that martha is a sound effect <laughs> maybe that's why because we, we just, just hit <laughs> in the background and sort of think oh yeah, yeah. press maybe. play stop <laughs> baby squawk baby stop baby squawk baby but stop. I, but i think it's probably just that the bit that the that the underlyingness hasn't it hasn't been pinned down enough that part so when so i just don't really believe that she's ever given a toss about martha and that anyone else it doesn't feel like anyone gives that much mm. of a shit that i mean they i all like seem totally fine with chris being a single parent i found the stuff with siobhan and the recording and um rory much more moving yeah me too yeah and whether that's because we know rory and he's not just eh, in the background i don't know but it was massively oh, more yeah. affecting heartbreaking because yeah. your heart goes to, you know you put yourself in that position don't yeah she started doing a weird thing as well which i find quite distracting she pauses in between every word yes and he does as well yeah he so goes like they're seeing i wanted if you, you to have it alice Oh, I didn't know goes, that it was such Chris, a big deal. I yeah. can't. And it, you think, and it, if you just, yeah. if you all stop pausing, we could have this lot done in two I minutes. Know, but exactly. you know. Exactly, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's too forced or something, yes. isn't it? Yeah. It's not. It's, not, it's um, very effortful. It's very, yes. it's a struggle to listen to. It's a struggle to relate to. And I think that's what happens to probably all actors when they're doing sad acting. Yeah. You slow it down because you're trying to feel it at the same yeah. time. And it's hard as well. Obviously, like they're radio acting, which is really hard. Hard. They just lose the energy of it, don't they? Basically. I mean, at the start, she must have thought, "Oh, that's this is amazing. I've got such a this is yeah. such a good gig. I'm, you know, it's a real issue, mm. and I can do, you know, I can do sobby acting, and I can do drunken, yeah. you know, bedding, bitch acting, yeah, acting." And now it's all one note. It's very subdued. Yes, it's, it's very quiet. Note. It's very the. I, I, I sort of. I picked up again when Emma appeared because Alice yeah. suddenly sounded like a human 
being. She was having a conversation. I think that's the trouble as well. Poor Alice, poor actor who plays Alice. It she it, she hasn't had very many normal conversations. No, like everything's Emma, been incredibly portentous exactly, all the time. Exactly. Yeah, maybe that's exactly. it. Exactly. Too heavy all yeah. the time. Whereas with Emma, she could actually have a conversation. But when she answered the door, she goes. She's sort of like. Because I thought she was going to be all, hello, again. Yeah, and she too. just went, she was what like, do you want, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not here, what, yeah. sort of thing. It's, obviously, she's so hard to like, isn't she, anyway? Mm-hmm. She's always been quite a hard character to like. Yes. Because she's always been spoiled brat. Yeah. And now she's spoiled alcoholic brat. And it's and I think it's probably hard to be you know, it's for me anyway, it's very such a difficult illness to imagine. Mm. How, you know to not to have completely have no control over what you're doing is hard mm. to imagine isn't it mm. you know so why the hell does she not just say to chris we just need to yeah. i just need a bit more time i, I know again Let's, this can we talk me. again in a month's time I and know. just give me some time to warm back up to yeah. living a sober life and everything else rather than just going no it's all over i know because i didn't believe that chris having gone through so much and sort of had much better understanding of alcoholism i didn't believe that he'd be like well you can come back now we yeah can... i think he'd be more wise to the fact that it's not going to well, be... be incredibly suspicious because he's heard this so yeah. many times before yes exactly and she could have just said i'm not ready to move back in yeah i need you know a few more months of being sober yeah, and absolutely and then you know we'll hey let's reconnect in six months and we'll see how i am and uh you just keep martha for me till then i'll come back to her when she's two and a half and past all those Actually, this sounds great i might pretend to be an alcoholic <laughs> Oh, maybe when she starts reception at yeah. school, I could just... Oh, I'll be there for sports the days, <laughs> only the summer ones. And um, not hockey. I'm not doing hockey. <laughs> I'll do every 19th weekend of the yep. year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Halloween, because I like sweets. And yeah. For some, because, you know, you get told, don't make any massive decisions. Don't, you know, well, apart from... You've made the massive decision, which is not to drink again. You don't... Then, you know, throw I mean, your entire life up in the air, change every, you know, because... Yeah. When you leave rehab, they, do they literally go, bye? No, <laughs> they do not. And it's sort of, she would be really wary about, because this is, a, she has not experienced life sober for a very long time. Mm. And life is very different. And she's got to renegotiate every relationship. And... But you renegotiate it. You don't just go, right, well, I'm just not doing it anymore then. You know, it's a, no, it's, no. A, it's a sit with it thing. And she's not doing that. And, and it was, I just felt like that was drama for the sake of drama. It was unnecessary. Yes, it's just not, it's not black. Chris knows it's not a black and white issue. Yeah. And it's not like, okay, move back in, we'll be fine. Be a mother to Martha again. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that. No, no. You can't just surely you can't just become as detached as Alice is from your. Well, you're having it's given like you birth, said, you? when all this happened, you know, it would be massively on the radar that the child was now being looked after by somebody <laughs> that you know, the, the, the single that father, that the pet, that the alcoholic mother, grandparents, the alcoholic mother is you know committing crime left, right, and centre, throwing driving cars through the window of the shop. You can't just come back in like a few <laughs> months down the line and just pick up where you are, can you? <laughs> Hi. Oh, hi, Martha. Remember me? <laughs> oh, oh, are you called baby? <laughs> no, you bitch. <laughs> I was expecting her to come back and find Amy sitting oh, there. Oh, yeah, I, I like, would have loved That would have been 
so much better, Lucy. So do why couldn't that have happened? Oh, then we would have listened. To Hi, um, do you want to hold Martha? No, you look like you're doing fine. That's it, you know. Da, da, da. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, do we think that uh, we're now going to have Cramey? Yeah, for sure. They would not have put that flirtiness in there if yeah. that wasn't going to happen. And quite right, this is this is where it should be heading. A bit more, bit more spark and drama, ladies. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We've had enough of boring, worthy social yes, storylines. Let's have a bit of... I didn't. I wasn't even moved by those letters. I wasn't. I, I thought Jennifer's was actually quite powerful. Actually, mm. the fact that she just really got on into a role with it. But I wasn't very moved. Brian didn't I do think... one at all, did he? <laughs> of course he just he didn't. kind of. He started one, <laughs> then got bored and wandered off, and and Dear then said Al. to Jenny, "Just put lo- love from Brian, <laughs> love from Mum. Just put and Dad at the end. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. It's like doing Christmas cards. Yeah, Am exactly. I doing these for you? Then yes, please. If you don't mind, Jenny. tell her she still owes me for those yeah. drinks and the uh, services the other day. Put uh, hope all going well. Love, Dad." Lovely can you here. write it, Jenny? Can you sign it from me? <laughs> In fact, fancy a glass of this delicious Chablis. <laughs> Where is Stella? I thought Stella had started. What Stella? Oh, oh yeah, the um, Fortnite. She's the, that farm's going to be going to rack and ruin. I mean, uh, he's over with, he's over cutting hair with Mister Tutti Fruity, and <laughs> the, no one's doing I, the farm. Brian's just driving we... around trying to ignore, avoid everybody. <laughs> please, can we hear from Tutti Fruity? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Christian. I think he looks like that guy from, from Queer Eye. <laughs> what, Jonathan? Yes, a bit like Jesus. Sort of sexy Jesus, that's what no, I think No, I like. imagine him like, what's, who's the guy that used to be married to Lulu, the hairdresser? Oh. With the big hair, is it Nikki? Nikki Clark. Yeah, yeah. You know, sort of like uh, older guy, but really good hair, quite short. <laughs> Whereas trousers are a little bit too tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and, um, it would be better. And if... those loafers with no socks, those loafers, <laughs> put quite pointy loafers with, yeah. with no, and sort of weirdly tanned ankles that don't match anything. I else. presume you're going to write, I, um, I'm going to presume you're going to write him in. Maybe I will, of course. You I don't see... get a gift like Christian Hootie Fruity. <laughs> I kind exactly. of feel like we're t- that, that, that we're waiting for a big storyline. Well, what can they do with Alice? That's another worry. That's another worry for me because this has to be a really long, boring storyline, doesn't it? Well, I guess I guess it will now become about Cramey, won't it? Yeah. And Chris negotiating, you know, will Amy... will? It might be that Alice does leave. Like, and Amy becomes mm. new Alice. I was thinking but that. But not drunk. But hey, well, he's, he's got a type, hasn't he, old Chris? People yeah, with then... very, very flat intonations. That's what he goes for. Oh, you want me to live at the nest, Chris? All right. All right. Then. Okay. Can I just put my baby bag down here? It's got a stethoscope in it. <laughs> but Emma would love it, wouldn't she? She'd yeah. just glory oh in God. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. She, I don't know. It just feels like there's a lot of stories going on that haven't been finished, that are left adrift, and that they don't know what's happening with them. I, I keep thinking, I keep thinking, is it because I'm just listening more intensely now that we're doing this podcast? Maybe it's always been like this, but I feel like there used to be three or four just 
yeah. sort of gentle storylines that used to rumble along. Yeah. Well, maybe we're just not visiting as many families at the moment. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Something is different, isn't it? Cause... I mean, I miss Things I Miss by Lucy oh, Freeman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Lucy, I told you I'm on a type, <laughs> type timings here. We've <laughs> only got another 10 minutes. Go on. One, being with Clary and Susan in the dairy and listening yes. to them bicker. Tick. Neil and Jazza and the pigs. Grey Gables actually sounding like yes, an interesting place yeah. to be or somewhere Toast. nice or desirable. With you. Um, people having jolly dinners at and the bull, you know, people, yes. the noise of people in the bull. I even miss like Helen doing cheese stuff. Yes, honest. Helen it's sort of does comforting. cheese stuff. Yes. And even, even Tom doing a veg box. Where the hell Weirdly. is Tom and Natasha? We haven't heard from them for a, about a she year. She tripped in her stilettos and there's still an Annie. <laughs> She's got it wedged in the gutter. She's now a homeless. I'm going to do the she... delivery for you, Tom. Oh, I just tripped over a... Did you leave that banana skin there? The thing Tasha? is with Natasha, as soon as you just go clop, 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 clop. Yes, that's <laughs> Natasha. We don't need to hear her speak. They could just be a scene yeah. where there's clop, clop, Hi, clop, Natasha. Clop. Yeah. Clop, 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 clop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's in a hurry. Clop, 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 clop. Jill. Where, where I know. is Jill? Where is Jill? Len, Len, Leonard's died. Nobody even bothered yep. mentioning in it. Yeah. He got double yeah. vaxxed and that was it. <laughs> all over <laughs> they, he's now magnetic so he can't, he's not allowed in the studio <laughs> so what's the next well I suppose the flower and produce show might bring us all together Harriet yes but that's why I think I really enjoyed Eddie this silly hanging basket stuff because it's something that we know and love yes flower and produce I mean I'm even starting to miss the bloody fair brethren I, do you know what is Bert dead I can't even remember <laughs> Well, he's not looking well. I don't know. He's not. He's no, not. he's still around. Unless okay, good. Rex has killed him <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, where, where are the Fairbro? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where anybody is. Rex Harriet. went. To, oh, he's gone to Lower Locks, hasn't he? He's down there. We just don't see him because he's behind those acorn trees. Acorn trees. You know, Rex. Oak trees. Pigs. Oak. <laughs> the agricultural correspondent strikes again. <laughs> I actually grew up in the country. <laughs> Amongst I... the acorn trees. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> we had ate too many of The herds of wheat. And, yeah. <laughs> we have had a message from Auntie Jean. Oh, oh that's nice. Who says uh, she has just turned 60. And wow, she said, congrats. I am a week behind because turning 60 seems to have addled my sense of time. Oh. It's not turning 60, Auntie Jean. Everybody's sense of time has been addled because this week was on shuffle. Anyway. Yes. Anywho, in the UK, vettings are done at various levels. Jacob was doing a five-star vetting, the top one, and I doubt he does many of those on a 200 grand horse a year. They take ages, <laughs> two to three hours at least, but if he found something wrong, he'd stop it there and then and say no. That's what Jen said, wasn't it? <laughs> As to vets and animals, Mr. Newby, having worked for a variety of vets, I can say this. I knew one who hated all animals except horses. He especially oh. hated dogs. Go figure. Oh. And oh. in my considerable experience, lady vets are lovely to their staff and man vets are nasty and vindictive. <laughs> Other types of vets are available. Carry on the good work, Auntie Jean. Thanks, Auntie Jean. I'd really like to um, add my knowledge of vets in oh there, but God. Lucy actually cut it all from the last <laughs> podcast. Only because so... I didn't want, having listened to it again, Libel. Harriet, I didn't want a deluge of messages from furious vets after you announced that all vets were now owned by Netflix. If you remember, that is what you said. I have my sources. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm not sure what it's Netflix. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, and now let's pop to nine and three quarters the green in Ambridge to see how Mr. Newby is doing. See how he's going. I know, I seem to have gone Australian <laughs> in the script this week. Because I'm missing Tom Peach. Good morning, everybody. I think there must be more than one Pat, because despite not even having heard her voice until a couple of weeks ago, now every time I turn a corner, she's there. I heard her talking to Peggy about Jennifer the other day, wandered a little further up the street, and there she was talking to Jennifer about Peggy. It's like having David Copperfield in the village, albeit with marginally less hairspray. Jenny was telling Pat about those letters they have to write and that she, Brian and Chris all have to tell Alice how they feel. Perhaps they can tell Alice how I feel while they're there, although maybe it's better that she doesn't know. I also heard Pat talking about what happened with Helen and saying that she should have known what was happening with Rob. Why? Is Pat Helen's mother? If I ever knew that I'd forgotten it. Jenny said again that she thinks Peggy made things worse, but I don't think she did. I think Peggy did what she thought was the right thing for Chris and Martha, and the very idea that she could have made things worse than Alice had already made them is laughable, really. Still, time to heal old wounds, I think. I might send them flowers from each other. Eddie invited me over for cider with Oliver, which was nice, but the two of them spent the whole time scheming, even if Oliver was less enthusiastic about it than Eddie. I did enjoy the irony of Eddie telling him to be subtle, though. Eddie wouldn't know subtle if you smacked him round the head with it. Twice. Oliver was sent on his way to Novel Kenton, but had clearly got himself in such a tizzy about it that when I was propping up the bar at the Bull later, I wasn't in the least surprised to see Eddie have to come in to have another go. I don't think I've ever liked Oliver more. It's just not in him to be sneaky. For a few minutes, I thought Kenton was going to tell Eddie to stick it where the sun don't shine, but then for some reason he capitulated and he said he'd talk to Jolene. Honestly, I don't know how Eddie sleeps at night. It's like pickpocketing Pam Ayres. It was the first time I'd met Kenton in the flesh, mind you, and he doesn't sound right when he's not holding a megaphone. I noticed that he does, however, sound like a less sarcastic Adam. Perhaps Adam could get Kenton to record some bedtime stories for Zander. It'll save him the bother and improve Zander's listening experience. I saw Jennifer and Peggy chatting, and it seems as though they're making up after all, even though Jennifer thinks she can't forgive Peggy. Give me strength. Peggy gave Jennifer something that had been in her bag for 50 years and Jenny got all teary. Goodness knows what it was. I found a humbug in my pocket the other day that must have been there for at least 18 months, but nobody on eBay seems to want it. I was at the rehab clinic, checking out the facilities for um, a friend, and who should I see there but Alice and family. Alice appears to have turned into a Stepford wife, and I think it might be worse than when she was drinking. Chris was being a tone-deaf twat about Alice and Martha again. I understand it's confusing for him because he's dim, but Alice has essentially abandoned her daughter and it's only to be expected that it's something that she's going to take some time to get her head around. Alice listened to Jenny's letter, which was about what she must have been expecting, and then asked for five minutes for <clears throat> air. I heard a popping sound, an extended glugging, and thereafter she seemed much happier to sit and listen to Chris. It must have been far easier than she was expecting, though, because all he said was how beautiful she was. Way to enter into the spirit of things, Chris. That was a really productive exercise. Still, there's a silver lining to all this nonsense, because for a moment it sounded as though Alice might have decided not to go back to Ambridge. Maybe she could move to Coronation Street or Emmerdale. You know, something that I don't watch. Is that how these things work? Adam accidentally butt-dialed me from his kitchen the other day. He must have got my number from Grinder, And he was apologising to Ian for being late, but as always he sounded anything but sorry. 
Ian seemed nonetheless happy to leave Adam in charge of Xander, and if that's not a triumph of optimism over experience, then I don't know what is. Poor kid. I'm not sure he wouldn't be better off on his own for the evening. We really got the full experience, didn't we? Dreadful ham acting, and Adam being a twat. I wonder if Ian notices how much of his time with Adam is spent with his husband apologising to him. Adam's taking the piss, if you ask me. He can pay lip service to pulling his weight if he likes, but it's always all about him and Ian's always picking up the slack. Ian made the joke about keeping a tally, but this is actually how situations like this with ongoing inequality end up. It's very difficult to avoid getting bitter when the street is so remorselessly one way. And how old is Adam? He can't get through a day of work and a bit of a commute without having to have a daily lie down in a darkened room. Maybe he and Kenton could timeshare the new gig and then poor Adam would be able to get his little nappy wap. I heard Alice was leaving rehab today so I made a couple of banners saying the cow's back in town and put one up at the shop and the other at the bull. Talking of the shop, I bumped into Chris down there and he told me that Alice is much better and completely in control of herself and even though he knows she's not really allowed to say that she's beaten alcoholism and he has to continue to pretend that she hasn't, actually she totally has and he's looking forward to restarting their life together right away as though nothing at all had happened. Then he paid for the bottle of champagne he'd picked up and went on his way. I expect he's right. Good luck to them. Next thing I knew though, Alice was back at Willow Cottage saying she'd left Chris for good, or at the very least until she finds out that Chris is having a retaliatory affair with Amy. I see what Alice is getting at though. Seems like just going back to the old people and the old places and the old ways would make life far more challenging for her. Triggers all over the shop. Chris doesn't understand. I don't think Chris understands much, bless him. Tune in next week when he'll be trying to get his head around where the sun goes at night time. Bye bye. And now we cross over to the vets, where the new locum is struggling. Alistair. Oh, you're not Alistair. No, I'm a locum. Alistair's off after a particularly hectic tussle with a goldfish. Uh, Yes, uh, Miss Madikani Aldridge, is it? Kate! Oh yes, of course, Jacob's partner. And this is Hilda Ogden. Goodness me. That's right. I'm here on a mercy mission. Oh, what's Hilda's problem? She is extremely ill, practically comatose. Well, she seems... (laughs) Ow! She seems quite... Ooh! Seems quite lively to me, Kate. Well, she's not. That's the death throes. She's actually about to cross the Rainbow Bridge. She's gay. What? Well... I don't know. Rainbow Bridge, you know, the one pets cross when they pass on. Oh, I see. I always thought that was to do with being gay. I don't know how she identifies, but that's hardly the point. She is extremely old and ill and senile and sad. Well, she seems more angry than sad. Furious, I'd say. Does she not like you? Of course she does. She adores me. All animals do. They sense a kindred spirit. Plus, I shovel dreamies down her by the handful. Ah, that's not recommended. Well, she's nearly dead, so what does it matter? I've decided that she is at the end of life, her time has come, and it would be cruel to keep her alive any longer. Cruel to me, anyway. I much prefer living at Grand's than being shouted at about the dishwasher all the time. But I'm not going back there while that old flea bag insists on hiding behind the door and slashing at me as I go past. Yes, Jacob mentioned that Mrs. Woolley was a spirited old lady. Oh, 
Oh, hi, Mr. Harriet. Just to let you know, me and Bess have sorted out the waiting room. We've got the patients corralled in one corner, the clients corralled in the other, and the receptionist is on top of her desk screaming. See you later. Do you mind? We are mid-consultation on an extremely emotional topic. Right you are. (sighs) So, are you going to kill it or not? No, I'm not. This cat seems to me, although psychotic, perfectly healthy. Fine. It's not a problem. I'll simply go and see Alistair when he's back. He hates animals. He put down someone's dog when the chap had only come in to sell him a raffle ticket. And he's got an outstanding complaint against him for manhandling Lavinia Rafferty's schnauzer. Well, that's up to you, Kate, but it has to be my final word, I'm afraid. Hiya. Hello. Hi. Um, can I help you? Or do you need help bringing your pet in? I haven't got one. I just came in as I heard you were single and I wondered if you might turn out to be fatally flawed, as I'd be really interested if you were. Uh, Um, no. Well, I don't think so. But anyway, this is hardly the time. I've got a waiting room full of patients. No, you haven't. Haven't I? No. Linda bought her llama in. It kicked Hilda Ogden and started a stampede. Everyone's gone. Oh, well, I can't say I'm disappointed. This place is bonkers. You think this is bonkers? You should see where I work. Fancy a drink? I get a free cocktail if I can get a new punter in and actually sitting down. Ah, go on then. And if you've got any spare ketamine kicking about, bring it along. Freddy's running low and we don't want Oliver kicking off. There'll be another podcast up next week. Subscribe to us on iTunes and you will never miss an episode. And please, please give us a review and we will give you big kisses. <laughs> big kisses. <laughs> oh, you don't do sex noises again, are you? Oh, no. I got told off for that. <laughs> um, in the meantime, if you would like to contact us, you can email ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com and give us your comments or any questions for Mr. Newby. We are at on Ambridge on Twitter. On Twitter. Or you can follow Mr. Newby on Twitter. At Newby Couch. Yes. My friend in America, Michelle, mm-hmm. is having a very rotten time at the Hi, moment. Michelle. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she uh, said that things are so desperate that this week she listened to the Archers and actually found herself saying, Oh, lovely, it's Pat. <laughs> Because she was so glad to hear somebody I, different. Do you know because... what? I actually, I agree with her. I was really pleased to hear Pat. Because it was, it was someone different. Yeah. And we haven't heard from her for ages. I I, I feel like they, maybe maybe everything was being wrapped up on the Friday. And they've just forgotten to put the Friday episode in. I think that's what's happened. Okay. Do you want yeah. to tell them? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to email. Um, just email. Yeah. Um, um, Sean Baker. <laughs> Sean Francis McDermott, um, uh, um, Brian. Are you just making people up? (laughs) Eddie Grundy (laughs) of Grundy World. Dear Mr. Grundy, (laughs) who wrote find Some of your episodes are missing. Bits. Bits. Check your wife. It's a thousand piece jigsaw, and there's one bit not there. The bit on the roof. (laughs) 
a bit of roof and a blade of grass is missing. So, <sighs> oh, yes, and we yes. haven't said goodbye. And in the meantime, oh, yeah. we got distracted. It's oh, yes. goodbye from all of us. Um, oh, I've lost my script now. And have and a lovely it's week. Goodbye from all of us. And have a lovely week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 